Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. It's Alan Hunt in for Zubin. Say my name again. Keyshawn. Oh, I just want to hear it. Is it K or Key? No, I just wanted to hear it. That's all. K? I don't know. Every it's K-J-Z. Are you going to do every kiss begins Every kiss begins with K, Sean. <laughs> You put that in my head, and you know I'm going to do it You're now. the one that calls him no, Keisha, you guys not understand. me. I don't call him that. It's no, just I get stuck, stuck between yeah. the two. It's happened a couple of times, though, Keith. K-J-Z. Sometimes it's that's the reference. And then the Twitter handle is Keisha. And then it's Key J and Z on yeah, the Twitter. Key, There's yeah. a lot to think about. Yeah. I right, get this it. Is, but Key is the one consistent theme. I'm just key. trying to keep. The car there on you the go. road. Keep. Now you didn't yeah, say. I need you to keep say it on the road. Cape. Please you don't. Cape. Please you don't take keep. it off the road. Key. You're key. really. You're. You <laughs> honestly. You're a bad teammate. <laughs> you're just setting me up for Progressive failure. Progressive insurance. Keep yes. it on the road. You know what? Keyshawn J. Will Zub. You know who we're brought by? Attorneys Cordell and Cordell. Fair divorce for men. <laughs> Every time you say that, you look at Jay. I, like, I, like, I, don't set me up. How was the game last night, Jay? <laughs> Call one eight six six Dad's Law. Jeez. Amazing how <laughs> you guys a tough crowd, man. You guys are very supporting oh friends. Oh, my goodness. I am supporting. Yeah. Well, very supportive. talk about uh, divorce that is, it's getting ugly You've between love, Aaron Rodgers. And <laughs> You've been in love, Jay. Well, we still in love. Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Damn. Help me help you. So Aaron Rodgers was uh, in a promotional video uh, on Zoom to advance the July 6th golf match, you know, with himself Uh-oh. and Bryson DeChambeau and Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson, you know. Oh, Brooks uh, Kepka is in it. The in match. The group. No, he's not in that group. <laughs> okay, he's not in that group. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they were having fun with Aaron Rodgers on this thing, going back and forth with him. So as you know, good. Brady likes to dig a little bit. But what's interesting is how Aaron Rodgers described how he's enjoying his very quiet offseason. Yeah, it's been one of those quiet offseasons you just dream about where – you can just kind of go through your process uh, on your own quietly. And, um, you know, that's all you can ask for as an older player in the league and someone who's been around for a long time and just enjoys that time to yourself to just relax, to not be bothered, to not have any obligations or anything going on. And, you know, I think that's what this offseason has been about. It's been about really enjoying my time and spending it where I want to spend it and not feeling like I have to go anywhere, not having any responsibilities, but still being an NFL player at the same time. It's been great. Wait, wait, wait. No responsibilities. Yeah. Don't have to do anything. Just Mini camp. He sounds like he's retired. He's chilling. It's nice to not have to do anything and go anywhere or be responsible for anything. Feels he's retired. Like, feels like he's been around me when I'm joking with y'all. Straight face. No, just yeah, right. <laughs> just keep it going. Just keep it going. Don't say I'm joking. Just and then lay out and let yeah. you think for yourself yeah. what I'm telling you. That's why I told you. Anything he says, I take it as he's kidding. <laughs> yeah, everything because yeah, you don't know what I'm saying. I don't know yeah, I, and when you are serious I'll, I'll figure it out in, like, in, in the same thing with Aaron Rodgers you think Aaron, he's just that's him just putting on a like he's playing right there well Absolutely it's not it's playing. not that he's playing he's letting the Green Bay Packers in the fan base know how he feels like I'm chilling I ain't worried about nothing y'all talking about because I could be practicing right now and being part of something but the problem is over there so I'm over here getting ready to hook up with my buddy Tom Brady while y'all over there trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing. Well, here's what I'm doing. Look at me. Play some golf. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a veteran player, you know. I I played a long time in this league. I do know some things more than that dude knows over there. And y'all got him, and I'm, you know, so he's playing it out. I just love the the two times we've heard from Aaron Rodgers. 
One is a whole bunch of mint juleps at the Kentucky Derby, <laughs> where he's kicking it, having a good yeah, time with his friends. Great. And second is, yeah, on a celebrity golf experience. Like, okay, like, that's when you'll hear from me when I'm doing things that I enjoy, while you guys, Mark Murphy, keep writing about yeah. me in your blog. Keep, you know, everybody well, remember keep even me, when he was talking to Kenny Mayne, right? That, that's the, on Sports or Kenny he was Payne, yes. with, with Kenny Mayne, and he was just doing that, you know, just how chill he was yes. about everything then as well. I'm in Hawaii diving off cliffs with my friends and everybody. Right. Well, how yes. about – all right, so what do you what do you take from what James Jones, who was obviously a, a, a former teammate, said uh, on NFL Network uh, about Mark Murphy's, you know, recent comments that sound like he's taking shots at, at Aaron. He said – Pump your brakes, and then uses an Aaron Rodgers line. Just relax. He said, listen, I have a very good relationship with Mark Murphy. Mark Murphy has a very good relationship with all of his players. He still calls me to this day, checking on me, checking on my family. And that's what I'm going to say uh, about Aaron. If you have a relationship with Aaron Rodgers, no, he's not a complicated fella. And that's with anything. You're talking about the future Hall of Famer quarterback's career. Yeah, it's going to be complicated. He wants some things. You want some things, so it's going to be complicated. Listening to Mark Murphy talk. I'm not reading into it too much. I'm pumping my brakes. I'm relaxing. Don't read too much into it. What is he trying to say there? That it's, uh, I really it don't looks know. like drama, but there is no drama? I don't know what he's saying because Mark Murphy was the individual who said, based on the late Ted Thompson, that Aaron Rodgers is complicated. Right. But then James Jones says he's not complicated, but – Mark Murphy said he is complicated. See, Keith, this so, way, on, on these type of scenarios, I don't listen to everybody around it. Like, when there's a scenario that pops up, everybody has a point of view yes. that they want to give their opinion about. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that they have inside information to how Aaron Rodgers is well, actually Well, James thinking. Jones is a former teammate I know of Aaron Rodgers, and he has a relationship yeah, but it doesn't with mean Mark Murphy and the Green Bay Packers. So his relationship yes. is different. With the front office, yes. Then Aaron Rodgers. That seems like positioning. Yeah, it's yeah. From the franchise perspective, right? Positioning for James Jones. Yes. Oh, one thousand percent for him and uh, the Green oh, Bay so Packers. You think that's what that, that's more about. Come on, man. Trying to calm things. Opportunity down. for me to secure something future-wise for yeah. my friend. Yes. James Jones ain't trying to ruffle no feathers with the Green Bay Packers. Why would he do that? So instead, he's trying to calm the waters. He's by- just trying to. Get in it and calm the waters and just kind of you know. Okay. Can I transition to something that I just. I took away from yesterday that I love because it's not calming the waters, but it's who he is. And as he does more and more media, I just love it. TV just, 12. <laughs> Tom Brady just quietly trolling Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and talking about, you know, well, you know my, my teammate Bryson DeChambeau, sometimes, you know, he, he's going to go for it. He's not going to hold back. And you know, he gets a chance to go for it when everything's on the line. He'll just go for it. Like, and just saying that, and Aaron right, just kind of. He's not going to have the safe. He's not going to play it safe. safe right? And he's just not seeing Aaron's just face in that moment, because Aaron's like, you, you mother. And then, what, and then what did Aaron Rodgers say? He's like, well, you know, I'm not allowed to play that way. <laughs> like, he's sounding <laughs> well, a little that's kid. clearly. I'm not yes. allowed. And we know the reference. Yes. We but you already reference. know that that conversation came up. Oh, yeah. It was in a joking manner. To, yeah. So you, like, you, oh, you, I'm you think, think Brady said, hey, I'm going to joke, joke about this? No, and he's he like, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to mess with you a little bit. And Aaron Rodgers said, I don't care. Do whatever. I, you yeah, because then he basically says about, like, he's almost like, you know, Matt LaFleur, like, is the one making those calls, well, not me. They're really trolling Matt LaFleur. Kicking field goals and not going for it. They're trolling the green, both of them together as friends and partners. Or trolling the Green Bay, Bay Packers, Packers organization yeah. and the coaching staff, which is great. Oh, I love it. You love it. All right. So oh, I, I was going to ask if when, what, at what point does this get tiresome? 
What? Which part? The, the, well, the whole thing. The, the you know Aaron Rodgers and the just the, the back and forth that now we're we're dealing with. From the it fans' perspective, for, or from we, the media's well, perspective. From, well, media loves this because it's constant content but before you know, there's a decision made. But Murphy's the one who said, "Better we leave things private. We talk private." And then he's just out there just saying everything publicly. And now Aaron's back to you but know it throwing only some shade ends, too. It only ends one way, right? Or it could end two ways basically, a trade. but one way. It's either Aaron Rodgers is going back to play for the Green Bay Packers or he's mm-hmm. getting traded. We see these things every single year with some athletes somewhere. Mm-hmm. We went through it with James Harden, Dak Prescott, James Harden, Dak Prescott. But we went through it with Dak. Oh, they didn't put him in a video. What does that mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. he didn't say this. His brother's mad. Right. Oh, Jerry Jones said that. Oh, Russell Wilson wants to be traded to the Cowboys. We went through this for five months. Yep. And then in the end, he got his money. Russell Wilson, oh, they're mad at each other. Went through it for three months of that. Now you're going through the Aaron Rodgers sequence where nothing was being said. Then some stuff was being said. Now the gloves are off. Green Bay Packers are punching every day. Now Aaron Rodgers is sending very subtle, subliminal messages, kind of cryptic through social media Mm -hmm. along with Tom Brady. And then in the end, by the time you get to – to training camp, the gloves and the shoes will be completely off. And he won't be in training camp, and they'll be moving the train forward, and they'll be one and nine, and he'll be on another team, or he'll still be sitting. So you're trying to win the battle of public perception right now, either side. Aaron Rodgers wouldn't say nothing. Yeah, I don't feel like Aaron Rodgers is even competing for a public no, perception. No, he's not. He I feel like Aaron Rodgers is like, look uh, – I'm running my own race here. Like I don't even need to say anything. Me Nothing. not saying anything is me saying everything. Yes. So just let me con- continue to do my thing. I'm arranging my wedding with my fiance. I'm spending time with her. I'm kicking it with my boys. If they want to troll, I'll add on to it. And I'm just going to do my thing. And y'all just keep festering over there. Yeah, like he's not holding a press conference to talk about the Packers. The Packers are talking about him mm-hmm. because they're being asked questions yeah, they about have to. him. Right. Rather than them deflect. They go into stuff that they don't need to go into. So, therefore, he responds in very subtle kind of tones. And then we take it and break it down and carve it up and grind it and use it for what we think it is. Sure. And that's how it continues to move forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Story that just keeps going. But you just got to, again, it just keeps on giving. If you can see the video, the way he looks, he's got headphones on, his, his hair is slicked back. But that's just, the way he should be, though. He looks very. I'm in relaxed. California enjoying my life. Yeah. I don't give a damn what y'all doing in yeah, Green Whatever's Bay. going on in there. That's on y'all. Right. I yeah, just really I'm wanted Brooks Kepka to be involved. Yeah, in you that want him in there just, well, even, just with Bryson and. Is that the guy who walked behind? Oh, Cause yeah. even yeah, more and, problems. And, Keyshawn and, and, and J. Will Zubin coming to you live from Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by. Chase, so uh, coming up, we get back into the Kevin Durant performance, how great it was, but we got to ask questions about how it could have at least been stopped or slowed down. Did the Bucks do nearly enough? That's after Key. Has this from Granger. Hey, why are you moving slow? You were moving slow. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, then click Granger.com, or just simply stop by. 
this was Kevin Durant's greatest performance of his NBA career. Three ball, Durant, good from up top. Durant again, this time off the right angle. That's the approach I always take. Just let me do what I need to do with possession. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hall of Famer. The greatest point guard ever. Five-time NBA champion. There's only one person all that applies to. Magic Johnson knows what it takes to be a winner. He'll speak with us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Followed by a stop in to get up. And he'll join me on First Take. It's Magic in the Morning, Monday, June 21st, starting with KJZ at 6 a.m. Eastern. Get up on ESPN2, starting at 8 Eastern. And first take at 10, Monday, June 21st. Magic all morning on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Now we got big stuff happening here. So magic <laughs> in the morning. Can I just tell you how much I love his host, his host voice? When he goes, I'm Keyshawn Johnson. Like all the freaks, yo. I, can you do it for us one time, Key? No, I don't Come have on, a man. host voice. All right. My voice is my voice. It's not is it your though? voice. Is it though? It's not. Yeah. Why not? 
because when you start performing, it goes Just different. say magic in the morning with me, Keyshawn Johnson. What? Magic in the morning with nah, me. Nah, that's not how you Magic do that. in the morning with me, Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah. yeah. All right, move along. We have some <laughs> Seth Greenberg Keyshawn stuff. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us <laughs> on the Goodyear Hotline. Let's get to By the way, no, no, yes, a lot yeah. of stuff going on on the show. So magic on, on Monday. Yes. That'll be great. But Key and I yes. will be on first take tomorrow. Yep, and you're wearing and a suit. Friday. Wearing I am a wearing a suit. suit. I in in honor of boys. Stephen A. and Max, I'm going to. That you do you, you do you, do you? Jay, what Jay? What would you do? Give me some advice. I would you wear a suit. He gonna do? He gonna wear a suit? Come on, man. Why Should you I go back? I would tell you to wear a suit if you want to wear a suit. Well, then wear a suit. I think, I think it's a be a grown ass man. Yeah, wear a suit. Wear a Come suit. right. Standards are set by Stephen Smith. I need a coach to help me out here. Seth Greenberg joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Seth, what? Seth, Seth is wearing a suit. Seth's already in a suit. He's already suit and booted. Again, set set the tone. Set the example. What? Respect the show. Thank you. Respect the show. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I I mean, it isn't six o'clock in the morning. Respect the show. Hey, Keith, you made a ton of money, man. I know you got some of those tailored suits. I mean, (laughs) I mean, even though you put on a couple pounds, I know you look good in the suit now. I've seen you all dressed up. (laughs) Suit up. Let's go. This is what it's all about. Oh my goodness. Jay Will, you know I had to come at it now. Come on now. Oh, my God. Now, Jay Will would probably not wear a suit. He'd go open collar, and he wore a turtleneck in the middle of the summer. Yeah, I don't so care. What, 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 I mean, like, what I'm is he doing talking me. About? I'm wearing all black because I'm mourning for the Bucks today. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, you know what? No, you're not because you love your Nets. Yeah. Exactly. We're all black for the Nets. I'm going to wear, I'm <laughs> wear a Hanes beefy tee now, all white. <laughs> Please do that. Really? So, so, but, Seth, speaking of what we saw last night, Uh-oh. Nets and, and the Bucks and Open From a coaching can, perspective, I, I need to get your take on what you saw from Mike Budenholzer in the Bucks when you knew it was KD, maybe a half of James Harden, really, but it was KD was the guy you had to figure out how to stop as that the momentum just turned in that second half. As that game just started to turn and you could feel it. What did, like was there something that Mike Budenholzer and the Bucks could have done, or was that no, that is just a great performance, tip your cap, move on. Well, first of all, Katie's performance was as efficient of 49 points as I've ever seen. And, he, you know, I, I was sending text messages to some friends, and I said, you know, this thing gets to the fourth quarter, and it's 10. Nets are winning this game because hmm. Katie's going to take over. Because that's just the way, way it was. Uh, a couple things. I thought that the Bucks' offense in the second half, they didn't pass the ball. Do you know right now they're averaging over 45 fewer passes in this series than they did the previous series? Like, when you move the ball and move people, you get a pretty good shot. When you play isolation basketball, you don't get a good shot. Plain and simple. Number two is, you know, look, P.J. Tucker's done a good job. Yeah, you know, K- KD made contested shots. I think as big it is on the offensive end, and I love Giannis. I love him. I love everything about him. I love his energy. I love his passion. I love how hard he plays. I love his enthusiasm. But, dude, like you get James Harden on the block, all right, put him in the basket. Dude, you're not a three-point shooter. You should never shoot a three-point shot. Play downhill. Like, they did nothing to take advantage of the Nets' defense and James Harden defensively, and they did nothing to make sure they played to their strengths in the second half. What the Bucks got a lead with, they went away, with, away from in the second half. And then what Kevin Durant did was just, it was special. But he never forced anything. Like, he let everything come to him. The only time he forced anything is that flat ball screen. And by the way, Nash is doing a heck of a job. Because that flat ball screen at the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, 
where all of a sudden Lopez is playing drop coverage and Durant's coming off that thing and he goes bop, bop, bop. Then Connaughton comes in, they switch and he attacks him again. That was really good coaching. So I think that Milwaukee offensively is horrific in terms of when the game is on the line. They don't do things that they need to do to win. And I think that Kevin Durant was, was special in a very understated 49 points. How crazy is that? Coach, you said you love everything about Giannis. I bet you didn't love his play down the stretch there, did Oof. you? No, I didn't because, look, he, he settled to shoot a three-point shot, a shot that he get. Think about the first half. He looked at that three, thought about it for a second, then said, nah, 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 And went dribble handoff with Forbes. Forbes knocks down to three. But at the end, thing, this is all one-on-one. Now, Giannis has got to catch that. You've got to catch it, close out, and finish. That's just the way it is. That's just a tough play, but he's got to make a play there and finish. Look, you got Giannis and you got Ben Simmons at the end of the game. You have a hard time because they can't make free throws, but this is a play he can make. All right? He's got to catch and close off and finish that play. And I just thought the shot selection, I thought that Holiday got two one-on-one centric. I didn't think the ball moved. The one time they moved the ball, they got Giannis on the left block. He scored it. He got Harden on the left block, and he shot that fadeaway. Come on, man. I mean, that, you look at him right there on the left-hand side of the floor. He's 0 for 6. All right? Look where he's shooting that thing from. He's got to catch it and get a foot in the paint in that matchup. So keep him in the middle of the floor. That's fine. But, you know, the biggest thing is what are you doing shooting those three-point shots? Seth, let me tell you something, man. If you were Coach Bud and I were Giannis last night, and we got to the fourth quarter, and you looked at P.J. Tucker, and you say, you know, P.J., keep guarding KD the way you guard. You know what I'm saying to you? I say, Coach, I love you. Get the hell out of here. He's mine. I got his ass. I will guard him. Give him to me. Why do we, why do we constantly see Giannis after games saying that LeBron James is the best player in the world or Kevin Durant is the best player in the world, where he's a two-time reigning MVP? Why can't he take these moments and grab onto them? Isn't that what you want from your star player? Yeah, no, that's a great point, Jay. Will. Uh, yeah, I mean, he had four fouls, so I'm not sure they early in the start of the fourth quarter they wanted to do that and put him on him. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Giannis, in the most important time, times of the game, he should take over. All right, he's a reigning MVP. He's a guy that obviously is dominant in so many different ways. But what is taking over? Taking over is defensively, wanting to guard the other team's best player. Taking over is not settling. Uh, you know, as, as good as Giannis is, I'm not sure his feel. You know, a lot of people say IQ. I don't like the word IQ. I, I think I, I'm, he's not – his feel is not natural. Like, mm. it sounds silly. He needed to play more games than Rucker Park growing up. Mm. I mean, like, like he's just – he doesn't have a great feel for the game. I mean, he makes freakish plays and he does amazing things. But I agree with you, Jay. Well, at the end of the game, P.J. Tucker's done a great job on, on Durant overall. And Durant, you got to say, in the second half, he was making contested shots. All his makes were contested shots. But there's a difference between a contested shot by a 6'5-inch defender who's being physical and up and underneath you and uh, Giannis out of the combo. You know, Giannis wasn't on him one time in the second half. Right. He was 0 for 2 in the first half again when Giannis got matched up. one! Yeah, it's amazing. And how about in the series? So, again, P.J. Tucker was the one who guarded him the most, and he was 7, seven for 9 against P.J. Tucker in this game. Chris Middleton, the second most, 4 of 6 against him. But Giannis, as you mentioned, he only took two shots against him, didn't make either, and that wasn't in the second half. And for the entire fourth quarter in this series, Durant has not faced – Giannis as a primary defender where he's taken a shot against him. So we just haven't seen it uh, in that case. But I, I, want, I want you to hear something, Seth, though, that Giannis said after the game because I, I, there's varying takes on hearing something like this from a fellow star after a performance like that. So here's Giannis on KD after the game last night. 
obviously one of the best scorers to ever play the game. It's it's kind of it's tough. It's tough, you know. Like he he's the best. He's the best player in the world right now, and uh, we gotta we gotta beat him as a team. We gotta guard him as a team. We gotta make him make tough shots like tonight. Uh, and we just gotta keep doing our job, and hopefully, like he hopefully he's gonna miss. How do we feel about that in the midst of a series? If he says that after the series, I can understand. But after a game like that, how do you feel? Because I, I don't love hearing him say something like that with that much that much respect after that kind of a game. But I think that's who Giannis is. I think he's a guy that respects the game and respects greatness. And, uh, you know, to me, I would have said, we got to take the ball out of his hands. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, look, Jeff Green was terrific. And, like, the understated part of what Durant did yesterday was – Again, I say efficient because he let the game come to him. Like, every time that the Bucks started to run a double at him, especially when Lopez was on green on the weak side, right, he skipped it, found him, green knocked down a shot. But here's the deal. You've got to get it out of his hands. You've got to get the ball out of his hands. When you have a guy like that, you've got to get the ball out of his hands. It's, I, I, it's the same thing I say with Trey Young. Like, Trey Young, all right, I don't care what you do. Sixers. Get the ball out of his hands. I don't care what you do. Get the ball out of Durant's hands. You can't let the other team's best player beat you. Anyone else, put your team in rotation. That's great. Run at a guy that maybe can't make a play. That's great. But if you're going to let Kevin Durant, like that high flat ball screen at the end of the third quarter and then against Connaughton at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and you're playing dry, no, blitz him. Blitz him early. Get it out, and you can rotate off of that and deny him the ball back, but you can't let the other team's best player beat you look look I'm not a genius I got fired that's why I'm hanging out with you guys but here's the deal when I tried to beat a team that had a really good player and we were fortunate to be four number one teams in the country I can tell you one thing the other team's best player never beat me whether it's the NBA whether it's college whether it's high school I don't care what level you don't let the other team's best player beat you and then the other thing is everyone talks about Harden Hard was great yesterday because you still had six eyes on him when he had the basketball, and he still dropped eight dimes for layups. For layups. So, like, why don't you make Harden guard? That's what you should have yeah. done. You should, if you're going to go at anyone, make him guard. Seth, but so- offensively, I thought Harden was good. He was like a quarterback in a pocket, just kind of letting plays develop, looking over the defense and going, okay, bam, layup. It was almost a too, too easy of a game for him and for the Nets, and there's so much more to talk about off this game. We'll bring you back uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks, guys. All right, Seth Greenberg on the Goodyear Hotline. So coming up, when a whole lot of noise actually leads to a quiet offseason, that's after SportsCenter. Up and get the ball if he wants it. He does. He comes all the way to Harden, steps to the three-point line, shoots for three, and drilled it. 109-105. Rock on his back, one dribble, and a bang to three. Big three there from Kevin Durant. What was a huge game for him? Called by Sean Kelly and PJ Carlisma on ESPN Radio. KD and the Nets with the huge game five win over the Bucks, 114-108. Durant played all 48 minutes, went for 49 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists, and a triple-double, giving his team a 3-2 series lead. Second most points ever in a playoff triple-double. Russell Westbrook went for 51 four years ago. The All-NBA team was announced yesterday. 
Nikola Jokic, the MVP on the first team, along with the scoring champ, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Kawhi Leonard, and Giannis Antetokounmpo were rounding out the first team five. It's who didn't make the All-NBA team that might be the bigger story. Onto the diamond as Rays ace Tyler Glasnow spoke out against Major League Baseball's crackdown on foreign substances, blaming it for his partially torn UCL. He said he had to change his grip on the ball after he was no longer allowed to use what he used with sunscreen to help him grip the ball. An ongoing story in baseball. Sports Center brought to you by Mako. There's scratches and dents and unexpected natural events. If life throws you uh-ohs, just say better get Mako and head to Mako.com to get an online estimate today on America's. Okay, to get an online estimate today. And that is it. You're like, uh, <laughs> two, two reads in one. That's why you got to proofread this stuff. Yes. That's why you got to proofread this Man. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. So, you know, we'll get back with uh, the, the NBA story of, of the night. I mean, the, the Durant performance, but it's overshadowing, and we were just touching on it with Seth a little bit there, the issues with the Bucks again coming up. Like, the, the just it's you don't want to take away from how great KD was, but yeah, there's a part of enough. us that just looks at the Bucks going, really, guys, back. really? Don't, don't get me started because I, 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 I I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my mind. And we have a guest, so I, I want to be – you respectful, know, respectful yeah. to our guests. Well, even we'll, though, we'll get to okay. the guests. Even yeah. though he's a North Carolina guy, he's on his way, which right. is shocking for me to say. I'm being respectful towards a North Carolina. Yeah, guy. you would think that the Bucks had a wound, playing against a wounded guy in Harden, and one other guy in James KD. Harden was dragging his leg you last you night. You should You take advantage of that wounded dude, both on the offense and the defensive end. You just take advantage of him. Okay, a couple things. You make him very, very one-dimensional. James Harden was dragging his right leg last night on the first damn possession of the game. Now, Jeff, see? Now you get me started, and now the guest is here. Well, I mean, we had to, like, discuss something in the meantime. Jeff Saturday right now, our ESPN NFL analyst, joins us on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Jeff, I'm I'm sure you probably you might have seen Kevin Durant's performance last night. I mean, you know, we're talking about that right now. We want to get to football with you, but I mean, that is a pretty big story today as well. And, and listen, incredible, and I love that Jay Will is fired up about about how they played hard. Right? If you know there's a weakness, force it, Thank expose you, it, do whatever you got. I don't care what sports you're in. Right? Everybody understands basics. That's basic. So I love what he said. I love. I, I would have loved to hear what he had to say. I can't wait. When, when I'm off, I'm going to listen just to hear Jay Will get fired up. That's what we like to do. But let's let's talk about somebody who's not fired up. Really, it seems like he's very calm, very relaxed, and that's Aaron Rodgers. He, he believes that what he's doing is like that, like what we saw yesterday with him saying that, you know, it's been a nice, quiet offseason. You know, he's just enjoying himself. He doesn't have to be anywhere. He doesn't have to do anything. While in Green Bay, they seem to be saying, we don't want to talk about Aaron Rodgers, but let's talk more about Aaron Rodgers. Are you buying what, what Aaron's saying, like that he is, he is relaxed and just sitting back enjoying this, or is that a little bit of an act right now? 
I, I think it's a little bit of an act. I think he's frustrated, right? I think when you sit, when, when you put a shirt on, I'm a fit. Like you, you know, it's it's passive aggressive at its best, right? I mean, this guy he has played it like a fiddle. This guy, I mean, he has done everything to put more pressure on the Packers front office. Mark Murphy, you know, he comes out and says that last week about you know he's a complicated guy or whatever he says exactly. I don't know exactly what he said, but however he said it, and and, and it's just you know it just adds fuel to the fire. And so what does you know, how, how is Aaron going to respond? That's how he's going to respond. And listen, this is a guy who, um, you know, coming off an MVP season, you know, he's put this team in, in quite the conundrum, right? As, as he's playing so well, you draft Jordan Love, all of those things, but you're seeing this thing keep, uh, you know, ascending as opposed to getting dissolved. That's not strong from the Packers front office. And I think he likes that everybody's seeing the pressure kind of go back towards Mark Murphy and the front office of the Green Bay Packers because ultimately it just makes him look good in this entire situation. Jeff, why, why do head coaches in this league sometimes say things that they may have to backtrack? Matt Nagy said that there's no yeah. way in hell, basically, that Justin Fields would be the starter week one. Why, why would he say that? I'm with, I'm with you, man. Like, like I don't understand even the concept of that, right? Like, like, like who comes out and says in June, yeah, there's probably I, I don't really see a way that you know that the guy that we drafted is going to be playing. I, I don't even understand it. Like, you know, it, here's a team that's an eight. I mean, a 500 team, and you're hoping they can make the playoffs. But even if you make the playoffs, if you don't win with Andy Dalton, you're probably going to ultimately lose your job. I'm going all in. I, hey, this is a this is a true QB competition. The best man is going to win the job come week one, week two, and until we get through week 18 now, right? Instead of, instead of 17, 18 because of the new season rules. So as I look at this thing, I'm with you, Key. Like I don't understand why guys put them, you know, pigeonhole themselves in June. Like, there's just no reason to say that. You can say, hey, listen, we brought Andy Dalton in to be the starter right now. He's continuing to play that position. He's getting the reps with the ones. But ultimately, Justin Fields will have his opportunity to make a run at this thing. That's why we drafted him. That's what we want to do on this football team is create competition. That's as easy. That's as e that is media 101. Mm -hmm. He, you know it. I know it. I mean, this is this is as easy as it gets to create a firestorm. I just, you know, I don't understand it either. Jeff, everything is a big story. Everything from minicamp, whether Aaron Rodgers goes to the bathroom while he's in Hawaii, everything's <laughs> a a massive story that we need to have a comment on. And yesterday, another one occurred. Tua had five picks in minicamp. Oh no, he didn't look good. Is that a big deal to you, or is yeah. it not a big deal? So here's how I would say this. This is a this is a medium for me, and I and I tell you, it's not about the interceptions, right? I know there was there was I think there was a ton of rain down there, like the conditions were bad. They were trying to push the ball down the field. All of those things, you know, create issues for quarterbacks, and I get it. But the the part that set this whole thing up is when he said he didn't really have command of the offense last year. And so I think what people do is we hear that and then you hear, oh, no, you know, he's struggling. Nobody talked about Jacoby Brissett had two interceptions as well, right? So they had seven interceptions for their top two QBs. That's not a good day offensively, but it may have been something contextually that the offense was trying to do that they hadn't tried. 
But ultimately, I think it's when you put it all together, it's a bit concerning, right? Because then in my mind, as a player, I go, well, is he studying it now? Why does he have five? And, you know, th that's the stuff that goes on. I think it's all because of the comments he made about the way he prepared for last season or the preparation that was there last season. And so that is the concern. It's not that he have a bad day. Uh, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. We we chart guys throwing and what the you know, completions in practice now, whether it's Jordan Love or, you know, Fields or, or it'll be Trevor Lawrence soon. I mean, everybody tries to take shots, but ultimately I think it was because of the comments coupled with the bad day that people start to take, take notice of what's going on with Tua. Hey, Jeff, uh, we've gotten a couple of different interesting takes on this in New England right now, oh, so God. I'm curious to see what you're, where you stand in this because it depends on who you ask, but – Cam Newton is the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots right now. Bill Belichick seems to be, you know, right. talking very favorably about him this season. However, they do draft Mac Jones, and any reports out of camp uh, right now, a minicamp tells you like he's performed well, they really like him, and they're getting him ready to compete to be the starter for week one. So where do you stand on this? Do you see that as a possibility, or do you feel like Cam's the guy and they're just, you know, like, like Mac Jones will not be ready for week one. Yeah, so this is, the, this is the most interesting part for me is that when Tom Brady was there, we never talked about New England's quarterbacks. I mean, it was like, yeah, Brady's struggling a little bit. He's a little banged up, right? Now we got Cam Newton and Mac Jones, and all we get is praise out of Belichick and McDaniels. All oh, these guys, everything's good, man. They, they got the offense, the command of the offense. They're accurate. It's all these different things. I just find it a bit comical that that's the way it gets framed now. I will say I think Cam is going to be the guy early in the season, and, and that's not a slight on Mac Jones or what his future looks like in New England. I, I will tell you, when Bill thinks it's, it's time to make a change, he'll make a change. Whether it's week one, week ten, it, it doesn't matter. Well, he's going to put the best players on the field to win and make the playoffs. He's not going to sit like they had to last year. I think from my perspective is from Cam's accuracy, right? Like, I mean, he's thrown too many interceptions last year. I think he was eight, eight touchdowns, ten picks. I know he had the COVID stuff and, and you know, kind of got set, you know, set back with all the things uh, throughout the season that were abnormal. But ultimately, Cam's going to have to continue to hold the job because they didn't bring Mac Jones in to continue to watch. If they're 50-50 or right neck and neck, I would think that Belichick will go with the younger to try to push this thing. But to, to me, early in the season, it'll be Cam's job. Jeff, appreciate you as always. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Have a great one. All right, Jeff Saturday. You can get more from him on Get Up uh, starting at 8 Eastern. So coming up, every player in baseball mad at this same guy. Once again, the guy in charge. We'll discuss next. KJZ, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM, Channel 80. Oh. Hey, it's Greeny and the Nets do it. Playing at home, they hold home court advantage despite all the obstacles. Brooklyn with a win in game five. Are they now in the driver's seat to get back to the finals? We'll talk about it. Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. A lot of headlines today in the world of sports. A lot of things that normally would be getting dominated right now by the Kevin Durant story for sure and what he did last night for the Brooklyn Nets. And we will get back to that conversation in a moment. But let's get to some other things, including, Key, mm-hmm. the story in baseball right now that we knew this was coming because, you know, Buster Olney and Jeff Passan told us about it. And now, uh, as MLB announcing – and again, we had passing on yesterday. He's reporting it uh, that they will, the baseball will suspend players caught with any foreign substance suspension for ten days with pay. The whole idea is just to cur- curtail the widespread use of grip enhancers by pitchers around the league. Crackdown now begins, like in reality, like Mondays when umpires are going to be checking everybody. You know, you, you heard on SportsCenter. Uh, I told you about Tyler Glass now saying that he has now a partially torn UCL because he stopped using sunscreen. Which he used as a gripping agent. I would think the sunscreen would be slick. I thought so too, but apparently for him it helps helps him. It doesn't work. sound right though, right? Because well, sunscreen's probably gotta, like lotion; it's going to be slick. Well, maybe, but again, if you use the rosin bag and yeah, it's when you mix it with the rosin, yeah, you mix you the sunscreen with the rosin, and it it creates a sticky substance on your hand, hmm. or at least a grippy enough. And and then Glassnow said he couldn't; he stopped using it yeah. in the middle of the season, and now he's got uh, an injury. Tom Glavin, the Hall of Famer, is going to join us uh, later in the show to discuss and see what he thinks of it from a pitching uh, perspective. But how about uh, Carlos Rodon from the White Sox, who brought up something very interesting about how baseball's cracking down on this, punishing players for this. But not the But yes, there's other things that have been going teams. on in baseball that, this, let's say he thinks things are inconsistent. So the way I look at it is it's hard. It's hard to see this when you're giving out 10-game suspensions for cheating, but you give the Astros no no suspensions at all. So, I mean, if Rob Manfred can look himself in the mirror and say, hey, I'm doing the right thing, that's fine. You can't suspend the team that you actually knew was cheating during the playoff game. That's on you. But Manfred's getting paid by the owners, not the players. So if the Astros aren't winning their championship and you're suspending their team and doing things, then that's going to affect the owners – so in the end, it's like, well, we're going to ignore that. That's I actually I think it's it. different. It's the Players Association. He can't really control what's going on there, and the Players Association's on board for this. Because players, remember, it's not just pitchers. Players Association includes a lot of batters who were not yeah. happy about this. And I actually think this is going to cause a rift within the union. It, it may cause a rift within the union, but they're not – they didn't do anything to the Astros – in terms of well, they the championship. But they couldn't because well, they gave take, the, You could have took that medal. Well, no, no, no. no. They, but they, 
to get a to trophy. get them to talk. He called it metal, but the trophy. Well, yeah, he did call it a piece of metal. <laughs> piece of metal. But, but what Manfred did, though, remember, is that he, he gave them immunity so that they would talk. They would tell their side. They would give them information. So by doing that, okay, well, we gave you immunity, so we can't do anything. Now, the manager and the GM both were out. So they yeah, punished them. The same though, because they find the franchise. They'll resurface at some point again. You know how that goes. Well, AJ Hinch or, or Hinch already has. Yeah, exactly. So, well, a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. Again, Tom Glavin going to join us uh, coming up on, on the show uh, in a little bit. Another story in A to Z to get to here. What do you think of this? As we've talked about quarterbacks throughout this whole offseason, Derek Carr said he would probably quit if he was ever traded. From the Raiders. Now, he's always been part of trade rumors, as you know. And it always feels like John Gruden is on to the next one all the time. No matter what his quarterback is, he'd love to have someone else. But here's here's Carr uh, talking about how he wants to be a Raider for life. I've said it over and over again. I probably quit football if I had to play for somebody else. You know, I, I am a Raider for my entire life. I'm going to root for one team for the rest of my life. And uh, it's the Raiders. I think we can all agree that if, if we were able to pull it off and win a championship here, that, that would feel much better than just piling a whole bunch of great players together and figuring, joining up and doing it that way. I'd rather go down with the ship, you know what I'm saying, if I have to. When I sign a contract, I, you know, I, I completely, uh, in my mind, have to fulfill that. So he's either going to retire this year <laughs> or next year. <laughs> He's going to be retired very soon within the next couple of years. What do you make of this? Like, why, why? Like, does this need to be said? And why? Well, because he's he, he, he's just trying to. I would retire? No, he's he just wouldn't. trying to make. No, first of all, he's not going to retire. Yeah. He said probably to start with. And he's just kind of, you know, laying down his roots to let the Raider fan base know, I want to be a Raider for life. I, I, I don't want to go anywhere. Well, that's not going to be his decision unless he wins the Super Bowl or two. I mean, because Coach Gruden is surely going to be looking for a new quarterback here soon. Usually is, right? Isn't that always about Gruden? Well, he's always on to the next one. Never happy with the guy he's got. Hey, yeah, hey, listen, he as, a, really as a Chiefs had... fan, as a Chiefs fan, um, he's four. He, his career record is forty-seven and sixty-three. I hope he's a Raider for life. <laughs> Steele, James Steele, one of our producers, huge about it, Chiefs when, fan. When is... He's three and eleven against the Chiefs, by the way. Just to <laughs> add mean... to that, three and eleven. So everybody can't lifetime, yeah, lifetime stay a guaranteed for life. contract. Let's yes. go. Everybody always says a coach Gruden quarterback, 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 and I'm like. Yeah, Rich Gannon was already kind of a made man when he got to Oakland. And yeah. Brad Johnson, who won the Super Bowl with us, had already been to Pro Bowls and played in Minnesota and Washington. So he was already good. Like, when has yeah, – who's Carr the quarterback was he's already, developed? Carr has already been – he was already good under Jack Del Rio. So this whole quarterback thing is like, Ey. It was a good show, though. I loved watching it, Gruden's quarterback camp. Think about I it. I loved watching what that What QBs show. has he – Yeah, developed. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Curious, uh, when are we going to get, like, Keyshawn's wide receiver camp? I'd watch that. Yeah, I don't know if I have enough time. I work a lot. Do you? So, I don't know if I have enough time. That's not work. That'd be fun. I would watch that, though. Just throwing it out there, everybody, decision makers. I would watch that. Both you and I, we know a lot of football, so, you know. (laughs) Between the two of us? Not so much. One MVP showed up. The other? Well, not so much. That's next.